Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. As ever, I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart, disgusting filmmaker and freshly coming off the back of a bout of food poisoning. Welcome back. And <laughs> joining us tonight via Skype, he is the director of, amongst other things, The Home. It's El Gustavo Cooper. Gustavo, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know. Thank you guys for uh, having me. And thank you for choosing Kitamura's Versus for tonight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When we were originally having this conversation about you coming on the show and you picking a film, we went through a couple of things, cycled through a couple of ideas. I'm not going to lie. When you hit on the idea of doing Versus, your enthusiasm pricked up hugely. Why this film? I so I have I have like fond memories of this film watching it as as like a young teenager just being stoned out of my mind <laughs> watching this crazy mix of like kung fu yakuza zombie metal movie just blood and gore it's it's madness there's so many things going on in this movie and when you're stoned it hits everything that you need to have a good time <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I literally, my first watch of this concluded about 15 minutes ago, and I feel like my reaction is very fresh. It feels very raw. <laughs> my first time watching it in almost 15 years was uh, yesterday. Cool. And I don't know how I wasn't stoned watching it again, because it is a fucking crazy movie. It's got a lot going on. Uh, a lot. <laughs> that's that's definitely true. How was it watching it kind of off sound mind? Well, you know, there is some really cool things that are actually going on. I mean, some of the, the action sequences and the fight scenes and some of the wire work and the blood and gore stuff. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, love that went into this movie. And I actually know a little bit more about the the history of how it it got going and looking at it from a a filmmaking standpoint there's a lot of production value into this movie from my understanding like everyone that came on board they did it for nothing they just loved the script and they were like yeah let's do this because nobody would fund it watching it it's obviously a case of let's make the most of what we've got because the entire thing is just shot in the woods like there's not really much beyond that except for i guess the last two minutes yeah the flash forward in the last two minutes i suppose uh, but aside from that, yeah, it really does feel like people doing it for the love of doing it. Yeah, and you can tell like a lot of the performance is some of the gag. It, like it, it's got a very like Evil Dead sort of funny vibe going on, where like there's these moments of blood gore humor. They they just like they were having fun, you know. Oh, absolutely. And then there's these other weird moments where it's kind of like uh, Three Stooges type of humor, <laughs> where they're like slapping yeah. each other, whoop, 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 whoop. Like poking yeah. each other in the eyes. It's, it's yeah. really strange. It's a fucking crazy movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And like, there's also like these moments of like romance and like romanticizing just, I, I, I don't know. It's, 
there's so much going on. I was like, it's, I, I was like, man, I think I might have picked the wrong movie to talk about. It's, it's like watching kind of this weird, awesome train wreck. You're, you're like, that was crazy. But can I really talk about this? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so let's give it a shot. I mean, I think you have kind of set yourself kind of an impossible task here. Um, I know, I know, I know. I did that, and like. <laughs> I, I even hit Mitch up. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't know if we can talk about this movie or not. I'm not going to lie. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a... it's kind of comforting that we're all kind of standing at the foot of the same mountain right now. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I yeah. kind of feel good about that. I've got to say, <laughs> and going back to what you were saying, Gustavo, about uh, being stoned, I think this was the first time that I've earnestly attempted to watch this sober. So uh, I'm as confused as anyone else. I mean, I know the plot. I know what's going on in it. It's just like... It's it's wall-to-wall action and like these one-liners and i don't know if you watch the dub version but the dub version is oh. fucking amazingly funny <laughs> i did not but i i desperately wish i had done. yeah i had to go with what um, amazon video gave me which was the subtitled version like i don't know what the aspect ratio was but it was like unforgiving stamp, it was like stamp sized in the middle of my enormous television oh weird uh, so it was a very much a sit close and squint type of affair gustavo you said that you know the plot beats we're about to put that to the test i don't know if you've heard the show before but we do make everyone who comes on the show do one thing um and it will be for the benefit of anyone who is listening to the show without having watched versus which i think more than most other films is a risky maneuver um but <laughs> basically um andy is going to put 30 seconds on the clock i'm going to count you in and we are going to ask you to give us your best 30 second synopsis of versus <laughs> All right, give me give me one second. I need to I need to like just really like zen for a, a, just a beat, just to get like my head wrapped if, around if, how if to you, explain this. If you need to gather your thoughts, man, that's okay. We yeah, can give you a yeah, sec. Give me give me one second. Let me let me let me. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on. This is a very complicated, simple movie. You know, that's like, a great way of describing it. <laughs> How long do we have someone, Mitch, before it seems like they're taking too long to formulate an answer? Look, we'll just we'll we'll give you a sec. We'll just give you a sec. Gather okay. your thoughts. Okay, I think I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one, go. There's 666 portals in the world that go to hell, and this movie takes place on the 444th uh, or the the Forest of Resurrection, and there's a prisoner who's escaped. And the Yakuza, he runs into the Yakuza, which uh, the prisoner actually re represents good. The Yakuza represents evil. They run into this forest, and there's zombies, and they fight to the death, and it's a battle between good and evil, and we find out that this has been going on over and over and over Time. for centuries. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. <sighs> I think that, that that's about as good as we could reasonably expect. Um, <laughs> that's about as good as we could reasonably have expected from this film. I mean that's that's it right like that's the movie yeah I mean like yeah. I think in its simplest terms I think that that's what it, that is what it is um and I think that we should just kind of dive head on into yeah, this I thing. would like to just quickly say oh, that yeah. Gustavo's the first person in quite a long time to make it to the end of their kind of 30 second synopsis <laughs> you know what man yeah uh, that's fair actually like genuinely we like the last few that we've had people kind of like they get a little bit too bogged down in certain details and stuff like that and basically they're kind of midway through act two when we have to pull the plug so I would say you just about made it over the finish line and that takes some doing this comes from pitching a lot i've been pitching a lot of movies lately to different studios and stuff and they literally like 
you don't have any time to bullshit. They're like, give me the fucking movie as fast as you can. And you're like, all right, here it is. Blah. You know? And so, uh, anyways. Yeah. yeah. How high pressure did this feel compared to that experience? This is way harder. This is way (laughs) hard. Usually the movie is my movie and I'm like, oh no, it's like super easy to talk about because I know it. I know what's going on. It all makes sense. You know? (laughs) This is like, this is a, it's like trying to explain a zebra to a child. (laughs) <laughs> or something you're like you're like it's like a it's like a it's like a horse and you're like what's a horse and you're like oh shit all right well it's like a dog but bigger and then what it's got it's got lines and it's got black lines on it and it's white stuff too and they're like what are you talking you know what i mean like i just can't <laughs> anyways right i I feel i feel i feel like we're all collectively putting this off i think we should start digging into this now (laughs) i think that's the only that's that's gonna be your podcast though is like just us trying not to talk about the movie (laughs) anyways um so let's try it let's give it a shot yeah let's go for it i mean like you did say that there are 666 portals connecting our earth to the other side and this is set in the 444th of those i believe so yes um yes the forest of resurrection um i the forest of resurrection i don't know if i've ever seen a film so convincingly set out its stall in the opening three seconds of actual footage as this film opening with someone being split lengthways with a samurai sword. Yeah, it lays out its stall pretty quickly. And uh, that's kind of what you're going to get. That's the tone of things from this point on. Yeah, it's like a weird version of the Star Wars opening sequence with a fading text into the stars. You're like, but it's just ridiculous notion. For You're like, 600? What? Okay, fine. I'm accepting this. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's, it's, Anyways. it says a lot about the, the amount of kind of crazy films that we've watched for this podcast that the minute that it said it was like, there are 666 portals. This is set in the 444th and then it opened with someone being sliced up and I was like, okay. <laughs> As a man yeah, with yeah, some yeah, yeah. OCD, I quite appreciate the cleanness and the evenness of the numbering there as well. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, uh, um, I, I, I didn't. Uh, why four hundred forty-four? But sure. Yeah, I mean, why know? the hell not? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one man against many here. Well, you say men. Um, one man against many zombies. Zombies in this film, uh, pretty adept at handling knives, swords, firearms. There's a lot of gung fu going on, gung which fu. I appreciate. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Undead gung fu. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I always forget. Like, well, I forgot that there's zombies that are shooting guns in this like that's it's something you don't see very often you don't see in movies very often <laughs> slash, slash ever <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i don't know if that's been done but th- it did it in this and it, it didn't even bat an eye it was like yeah we zombies do this whatever <laughs> yeah accept I, it i kind of uh, yeah exactly that I, I kind of respect how kind of uncompromising and just kind of like yeah the zombies have guns what of it yeah it was very very sure of itself <laughs> yeah and i respect that <laughs> In the kind of opening moments of this, uh, the music and the feel of it made me feel like I was watching something for the 70s. Oh, that's interesting. The music down the line gets chaotic and crazy, and actually, Mitch falls in neatly to, very similarly to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack that we heard a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did Mortal Eric. Kombat Annihilation a couple of weeks back. Yeah, it, it does tie Oh, uh, with, with Eric Pennykoff? Yeah, It was indeed, with Eric yeah. Pennykoff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my buddy. That's oh, a, that's, cool. a, he, he, that's a good movie to pick there's a lot of stuff to talk about oh there sure is 
Yeah, I kind of feel like that could have gone on for another hour if we'd really set our minds to it. <laughs> we could have picked up the slack and had Gustavo do Mortal Kombat Annihilation as well. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> kind of, we jumped straight into absolute insanity here. But also, I mean, speaking as someone who, after you chose it, Gustavo, I, I looked very roughly at what it was about. I didn't over-familiarize myself with anything. So as far as I was concerned, we see this guy who obviously kills a bunch of people with a samurai sword, and it's very impressive, really nicely directed. And I was like, oh, cool. This is our protagonist. Presumably, this is a period piece. And then a minute later, he gets uh, unceremoniously sliced in half and i was out in the wilderness again <laughs> <laughs> yep and then mitch you get one of your favorite things here you get a chronology <coughs> hop. yes a massive chronology hop yeah 500 years two men in blue jumpsuits at this point i didn't realize until i was kind of like i'm not gonna lie i mean i was watching this and i had the wikipedia plot synopsis open along with it to try and just kind of like <laughs> keep everything keep everything on the level i didn't realize that nobody no, nobody really has a real name in this no 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 I was even thinking that too. I was like, how do I even describe? I'm just going to say our hero because that's it. That's all you can do. There's the hero, the girl, and the villain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that as terminology. Yeah, I, I've got prisoner written down. Yeah. He, or he's like, it's like C, I forget. It's like K, K-1639 or something like that is his his actual name or something in the script but that's insane to say every time you talk about it i think that the reason (laughs) that works is because it's so memorable (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in case you're under any doubt here that what we're facing is a, a kind of jailbreak situation both of the men do have lawbreaker emblazoned very large on their jumpsuits yep so just to to avoid any doubt straight out the gate (laughs) they're definitely not just like movers guys dressed up (laughs) like pest control guys guys. yeah they're not pest control guys running through the woods what i do love as well as the other guy for quite a long time it's not really made an issue of but he has like a hand dangling from his handcuffs oh yeah i love the fact that that is just dropped in and never addressed properly you know like like it's like it's never a talk point the fact that he is shackled to a severed human hand there's a lot of things that aren't really addressed in this movie that's, that's a great point. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that isn't addressed at all and it's something that i wrote five or six times during my notes is when these two prisoners they're awaiting someone um and the yakuza guys turn up and one of the guys is riding a motorcycle and his top whatever this t-shirt is he's wearing it seems to be missing a giant panel from the back really I yeah he's that. missing like there's just this massive bit of skin showing through the back of his t-shirt which i just kept writing why does he not have a full t what is going on with that guy's t-shirt i've never seen that before i feel like of the eccentric choices this film makes that's somewhere near the bottom yeah i was gonna no i yeah i guess yeah but my vision was clouded by all the other crazy choices here that i did not notice that well this one stuck in my craw to the extent that i became obsessed and I had to know why his t-shirt wasn't complete. Did you find out? No, no, I have no idea. I, I kind of <laughs> okay. feel like these are the kind of questions that will arise upon the multiple watches that I will inevitably now have of this film. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the greatest thing about this film, I will say, is showing other people. Because you almost, it's almost like you feel crazy a little bit that you don't understand the movie. And then you have to get other people involved and go, do you, do you get what's going on? My wife actually came in and watched it with me. And the whole time she's asking me questions. And I'm like... I don't fucking know the answer. Stop asking me questions. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're gonna have to watch. I need you to tell me what's going on. Yeah, it's like if anything, you know? if anything, this is gonna benefit from a pair of fresh eyes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I kind of feel like we need to ground this in a little bit of kind of plot. We have two escape prisoners. Uh, they obviously are kind of uncomfortable in each other's presence. They don't necessarily entirely trust each other. Um, at this point, we have a standoff or a meeting with who we can only assume are Yakuza. Yes. And we await the arrival of their kind of presumable leader. Meanwhile, at this point, our hero kind of starts sassing oh, sure. the Yakuza, as I wrote down. Right, uh, because he, he, he's, there's a girl in the car. Yes. There's a girl in the car, yeah, yeah. And uh, pretty quickly, this meeting becomes quite fractious. And we get the first of, conservatively, 50 standoffs. And, and like, whoever the leader of the, the Yakuza is at this point, he's like this, like, weird, like, extravagant I don't, I don't know why but he always reminded me of like a funny frog he's got crazy <laughs> mannerisms and he's like over the top and he's like doing all this weird stuff yeah that's a over the top performance which leads quite nicely into later it's on awesome when he's it's uh, awesome when he's skittering around like some kind of weird monkey <laughs> So they're having the standoff. Yeah. And our hero, who I had written down at this point as Jumpsuit 1, sure. because um, I hadn't yet parsed who was going to be the hero, who was going to be a sideline character, etc. Yeah, like you say, we have a kind of kidnapping situation going on here. The gang members that we meet have a kind of hostage. This woman who I think that we can only really refer to as the girl, because I think that's... I think that's what she's credited Yeah, that's what she's credited as. So he kind of tries to kind of egg them on to let her go and then eventually kills one of their number we lock straight into another standoff at this point the dead man arises and chokes one of the gangsters and at this point i feverishly wrote down the words zombie yakuza question mark exclamation mark in my notes because it begins at this point i think that's where the jump off is into the real chaos of this thing the movie should be called zombie yakuza it's certainly a clearer title than versus <laughs> I'm going to say that the title Versus is a title for English-speaking markets. I'd be very interested to know what the Japanese title is and what it directly <laughs> translates to. There's an enormous hail of bullets here. The first of many... I, I don't think anyone reloads at any point in this film, but... Uh, I would only slow them down. There are hundreds and hundreds of bullets expended on this one zombie in the opening... Where are we now? Five or ten minutes into the film? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So then they, they, I guess the, the prisoner and the girl, our hero, they end up running off, right? They yeah. run into the forest. Yeah, they eventually they, they eventually escape at this point, and um, we do get a kind of allusion to the fact that well, she kind of pushes him for uh, some information on why he was in jail, and he offers like no information about that. Does that is that question ever answered? Not to my no. knowledge. No. Well, in the be in the very beginning, it actually does a, a a mugshot thing where it says he's killed a bunch of people and he was sentenced to two hundred and twenty years in prison. Not two hundred and twenty-two. Mm, that sounds uneasily with me. That makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well that tracks basically that tracks for basically what his character is going to do for the rest of the film yeah i would say what i like about his performance though is he he just like he's the straight guy like he never cracks a smile he never emotes he never does anything other than stand there and just move his eyebrows around yeah just <laughs> yeah. the direction was be cool and then be an awesome fighter 90 percent of the emoting that he does is with the top half of his face <laughs> it really is and I actually looked into, uh, I, I don't remember the, the guy's name. I don't, I'm going to butcher his name. It's Tak Sakuchi, Sakuki, Sakakaguchi. Sorry. Yeah. Tak Sakakaguchi. Uh, they found him. He was like a underground fighter. He's not an actor. He okay. was like a fighter who was like pulled off, you know, pulled away and was like, you're going to be in this movie. Yeah. I, I read something that uh, Kitamura cast him because he liked his smile, but then... <laughs> 
<laughs> the guy that you, the guy whose name you you did such a bad job of pronouncing that I'm not going to even attempt it. He said no. He found me during a street fight. And he doesn't smile the whole movie. <laughs> I really like your smile, but uh, I don't. I don't want, want you to film. do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those are after hours. You and me, guy. When we're all done with, I want you to smile at me. Anyways, so we're in the forest. Girl's asking what's going on, right? And she's trying to figure out, like, you know, there's there's dead people rising. Oh yeah. She doesn't she doesn't ask about that, does she? She's not like, why is this happening? No, she's no. Which, like, is, which I think is the way more pressing concern of the two. But she seems okay with it. She seems to know what's going on. But anytime there's any kind of zombie uprising or any kind of peril. He knocks her out. Oh, I love it. There's like three different occasions where he just like hits her over the head and she just falls to the ground. I'm no neurologist, Gustavo. I mean... What? <laughs> but I'm That's sure. not why I am on this podcast. I thought you were. I have some questions of my own. <laughs> well, this is a disappointment for everyone. I'm sure there's a limit to how many times you can knock someone unconscious before you do real damage. They really should have some footage of her just vomiting... In, the, in a bush somewhere yeah, because like, I'm pretty sure she has concussion like a concussion like, oh, yeah. it, covering oh, yeah. her eyes from the, the, the sun <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, it, the way he knocks her out is always like it becomes more nonchalant throughout the movie which I appreciate <laughs> like it's 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 humorous at, at some point where he's just like here we go again boom and knocks her out and you're like uh-huh. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> worth mentioning that he's got his hands on a trench coat now and he looks 10 times more awesome yeah he got that from a dead guy yeah they yeah. do find a graphically strung up kind of almost crucified stranger in the forest and he kind of tools himself up with that guy's both a kind of attire and i think also weaponry i think that's how he gets both his trench coat and his gun yes and uh and then immediately we lock it straight into another uh yakuza standoff now i kind of feel like we're gonna have to talk about um or we're gonna have to kind of blow by so many standoffs yeah. with uh, Yakuza and stuff like that because there's so much hand-to-hand combat and so many fight sequences in this film. And I don't want to treat them like they are inconsequential because I think that the way that they're actually put together and the way that they're shot and the way that they're choreographed are across the board really impressive. So I don't want to trivialize them when we yeah. skip past them going forward. The fight choreography is excellent in this film. That's why this movie is so awesome. It's just the plot is really convoluted <laughs> and crazy. It's not like you have to pay attention to every beat. You can step into this movie at any moment and just go, whoa, that's crazy looking, you know? And, <laughs> And that's that's I think that's why it works so well to be stoned. You don't have to pay attention. Yeah, I mean I think that's fair. This fight, by the way, is with the guy with a half t shirt. Yeah, half t shirt guy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I love the fact that like this kind of fairly intense fight sequence happens, but in the middle of that it cuts away and the Yakuza have their own problems because all of their casualties that they buried in the forest are uh, rising from right. the dead. Yeah. Which I thought actually was a really cool plot point. Yep, 100%. Love De- it. Definitely. And then you get the one really intuitive guy who kind of explains the situation. Uh, they kind of laugh him off a little bit, they, like the guy with the amulet. And then he's immediately yep. proven correct when the, the dead rise. By the way, massive love for zombies rising from the ground and that kind of Fulci zombie style. More of that in zombie films, please. Yes. I 100% agree. Uh, this is the first time of a few times that I wrote in my notes, this is absolute chaos. <laughs> because because um, <laughs> at this point yeah like like I say a lot of the kind of yakuza murderies are rising from the dead but also at this point this is when we f- get our first glimpse of a uh, gun-toting zombies yes. which like i say i yeah, am yeah. in infinite admiration of how blasé this film is of the fact that it might be the first film ever to have gun-toting zombies in it and it's treated like it's not even a thing i mean they're not even just gun-toting zombies they're gung-fu-toting 
zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Terrible aim. Oh, yeah. But I mean, they're zombies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> give them a fucking break, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean like at this point this is one of the this is the first of a few times where i kind of really struggle to kind of follow the exact beats of what's going on here sure yeah at, at this point like, we're in about the we're in about the half an hour mark now and i've written a note that says uh this is just one sustained fight which i'm absolutely fine with this is also one of the first moments i don't know if anyone found this in their notes or the trivia or when they were looking up it's the first time i think you see a zombie with his butt on fire yeah that's a good one apparently uh well several times throughout the film there's dead zombies lying in their bum <laughs> on fire and uh, apparently it was just because Kitamura thought it was funny yeah he thought it was funny <laughs> fair enough see I appreciate that le- that just people are going to ask questions about this but I don't care I, it's, it's in there for me yeah let them ask Um, and so I think it, there's also like something we may be skipping over there's two like I did, they don't really explain it but like I guess there's also two police officers oh, or yeah. something on, on the outskirts of the forest coming into the forest but apparently they've already experienced some of the zombies and one of them's missing a hand or you know what i just connected the dots <laughs> they, it's the guys that they escaped from yes well yeah <laughs> um holy yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> is, is this just, are, we, are we watching this happen in real time <laughs> yeah i literally didn't realize that and it, I, this is, I've seen this movie so many times. And I, and I I was like, I don't know who the fuck those guys are, but I guess they ran into zombies. And that guy's hand's missing, so whatever. But no, it's the guys who had the prisoners and cut off the hand and got away. Yep. Got it. This um, is remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this happens literally now. I mean, right after the scene that we talked about. Yeah. Um, we cut to these two guys. Um, Again, no names. I, I, I need some help, though. I mean, like, I, I mean, I understood when I saw the missing hand. I understood the connection. How they tie in with the rest of the story is a different matter. I have the biggest problem with these two characters. This, fi- I'm just going to say now, this film is long. Right, this film is. Hey boy, it's like two hours and twenty minutes, I think. If you're watching the ultimate cut, I think it's about it's around there. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I've got to see that. But uh, even at two hours, this film is long, and um, I think that if I was going to lose anything, I think you could lose this whole character strand and not really affect anything. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think they, I, I don't know what, I forgot what ends up happening to them because they, there's so many Yakuza members. There's like a third party of Yakuza that comes into play soon. Yep. Gustavo, yeah. I'm going to level with you. I saw the end of this film like half an hour ago and I've forgotten what happens to these guys. I know what happens where one guy gets shot with a 50 caliber rifle and he explodes. He, try, uh, he tries to dodge the bullet and it, it hits him anyway. Yeah, that really sounds like something I'd remember. That type of stuff is a little diluted because there's so much gore and so much people being cut in half and so many things happening in this movie that some of the kill scenes, you're like, I don't remember what yeah. happens to that guy because yeah. there's just so many. Yeah, Which you got to give you got to give them credit. They like put all their money into blowing people up and cutting them in half and <laughs> blood. And, and like, that's what they did, you know, and it's kind of fucking awesome. That's certainly what I do. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this the, the lead guy of these two agents He's amazing. Like he just spends the whole time. He's one of those real kind of boastful characters, but you know it's just all bluster and bullshit. And he really yeah. reminds me of Jeffrey Combs's character in The Frighteners. Yeah, there, there was. I remember the dub version. He ends up saying like, uh, he says some crazy shit. He's actually really funny in the dub version. He's like, he's like, I'm faster than Mike Tyson. Oh yeah. Try to pu- <laughs> try to punch me, and you're like, what? 
<laughs> it's just like, what are you talking about? You know, and anyways, yeah, he just kind of huff and puff. He doesn't do anything, but he's funny. Um, we have a, a very brief sideline, con- we have a sideline conversation at this point, which feels like the first time that's happened in ages uh, between the prisoner and the girl. Basically, we understand at this point that the girl has kind of got some kind of memory loss. She's kind of, uh, she's got some hazy recollection of what's happened to her up to this point. At this point, the Yakuza are confronted by a familiar emotionless face. Namely, the priest from the pre-credits. Right. Who sliced that guy in half. <laughs> sure. Uh, so he appears here um, and seems to be kind of like a head guy. He's the big bad. He's the big bad. Yeah, he's the big bad, for sure. This comes right after, by the way, what I think is the best nosebleed in cinematic history. <laughs> Like, there's that, the bit where that guy stands up from the ground and blood just pours constantly out his nose. That's pretty hard to pull off. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I notice. I'm paying attention to the small I, details. I know, I know. Guys' I t-shirts. So much going on in the movie. It's so hard to... I'm just happy that you do because this would be a terrible podcast if no, like not, if none of us if none of us like paid attention. So I mean, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think it's fair. I mean, like, yeah, it's like it's it's good that someone's hyper focusing on the minutia of some of this because generally, I I mean, I'm mostly just being like, okay, so uh, next we have this. So can someone explain it to me? I picked the wrong movie. I don't think so. I, I, I disagree. I, I, I disagree. But I, I mean, I mean, you picked a challenging movie. I picked. I, yeah, that's what I mean. This is work. This is hard work right now. <laughs> I think it's the first time anyone's ever called an appearance on this show hard work. <laughs> but I understand what you mean. At this point, so um, like I say, obviously the big bad credited as the man, I believe. Yeah. Um, has inserted himself into proceedings and kind of like we're very quickly kind of it's established that he's going to be the villain. Uh, they have a standoff with the prisoner and the girl. She recognizes him, is visibly kind of distressed or panicked about this. Sure. She knows him. At this point, I simply wrote in my notes, Gustavo, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> See, you, I mean, like before you even talked to me, you knew this is a bad idea. <laughs> um, is he a vampire? Again, I, I haven't seen this in like 15, 20 years. And when I watched it the other day, he like feeds on this girl and and promises this girl eternal life. And then I was like, "Holy fuck, is he a vampire?" I don't remember that. And they never talk about it again. And it never he never does anything vampireish again. <laughs> nope. But- and we're also breaking all the rules of vampirism or whatever. Like we're in sunlight. He's he's walking around like he was a priest earlier like I, I don't know just like a lot of stuff going on that doesn't make sense I'm gonna, I, yeah i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna keep saying that throughout this conversation that's fine that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> also worth mentioning just because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean it's any less entertaining it doesn't make it's certainly no, entertaining and that and, and I, I guess for anyone who's watching or listening like this movie is super entertaining it's just fucking bonkers so like i apologize if i am not condoning or i'm condoning this film it's fucking awesome. So watch it. <laughs> I, I, I highly think you should, you know? I, th- I think that this is one of the ones that I think it's most essential that people watch it before they listen to the episode because it's incredibly <laughs> it's incredibly complex to just kind of try and do an overview of. It's like heavy metal music. You're like, you listen to it and you're like, fuck yeah. But I don't want to know all the bullshit that goes into making it or what happened <laughs> making that song. I just want to be there and feel it and and be stoked on it. Not, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how this is. It's like, it's really cool and it's fun, but it's really fucking hard to like dissect it. Yeah, it's, 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 quite, it's quite hard to parse. 
Definitely. Uh, amazing kill here when uh, there's the guy that gets the punch through the chest bullet in the face and then gets his heart Ugh. eaten. He eats two hearts, doesn't he? Yeah, he rips out the kind of lead Jakuza guy's heart. Yeah, and then he eats the other guy's heart. <laughs> 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 so uh, can we say that he's a vampire? Is he a vampire? I am happy to install that as being the truth of this situation. Mm, I'm not. It sits uneasily with me. Because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, he definitely is supernatural. Whatever he is... He's supernatural. He stops bullets. He gets shot and he catches the bullets and just drops like, and I'm talking like a shotgun load of pellet. Like he just drops them and you're like, ah, shit. I don't, I don't know what you are. I, just, I wish somebody <laughs> would tell me, I wish somebody would just tell, are you a God? What are you? You know? <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable. At this point, um, also we find out that the girl, well, the girl tells the prisoner that he is destined to fight the man. Yes, it is yes. his destiny. In the middle of this exchange, um, a dead man is airlifted in for a battle. He just drops in behind them. He kind of looks like a new metal bassist. To my oh, eyes. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, like he, the guy he, with the red hair. Yeah, he kind of looks like he should be playing bass in Spineshank. <laughs> I like that character a lot. He's really cool looking. He definitely stands out. An, ex- an extremely nicely directed fight ensues. The ghetto gets knocked out again here. She does indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I was going to blow past that, but okay, yeah, that does happen. Uh, yeah, It's almost I... like the way he knocks her out, too, is like a fainting sort of knockout. It's like he knocks her out and she just goes, and just like falls to the side. <laughs> it's, like a wil- it's just like a wilting southern bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, another incredibly well choreographed fight here. Yeah. It ends with a guy with a red hair getting his face caved in with a rock. And then a, a funny mo- moment where your straight man thinks he's going to augment his super cool outfit with a pair of Neo-style sunglasses. Right, and then and then he puts them on, right? And then the girl tells him with her eyes that he looks a bit of a dick. Yeah, because uh, it does this it like a wailing guitar. It's like, Daniel and then there's like a, and then it like dollies into him and he puts the glasses on like all cool and shit and then the girl looks at him and then and, and they reverse the guitar and it's like wow 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 and then like <laughs> and then and then he's like ah and then he like that's the most emotion he had the whole movie I, I just keep on writing another Yakuza fight over and over. Red hair comes back as a zombie obviously yep, yep. Um, and then uh, the man punches through his head and gets his eyeballs stuck between his fingers. It's fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, and he can't, he can't get him off. Yeah. But he's, like, puzzled by it, too. And he's like, I don't understand. I've done this a million times. Why won't it come off my head? You know? <laughs> and like, that's the kind of cool things. I think that in, like, the kind of moments that are played for laughs that I think really work. Oh, I. Um, we come back to the two kind of Keystone Cop characters from earlier who kill uh, the other prisoner from the beginning. Yeah. Or kill him again by running him over. The guy explodes. It's like that bit in Robocop. Yeah, he's like he's he's like eviscerated when he's run over. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that part. <laughs> it's, 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 it's genuinely, it's it's like it's like it's a it's an extremely graphic kill, but it just comes in so incredibly incidentally. Th- at this point, this is where I kind of started. This is where my eyebrow really furrowed, and I was kind of like, I am gonna have to really buckle down and try and figure out what's going on here, because at this point, we kind of get the reincarnation stuff for the first time right we get our first real bit of exposition in the whole film run about the hour mark yeah possibly later yeah Yeah, when the girl basically breaks it down and says this is a battle 500 years in the making and then you kind of get to see a bit of that i mean through flashbacks and stuff too right like but it's, it's the girl explaining what's happening and then we kind of see some flashbacks of them in the past or does the guy just get these premonitions well, he, i don't remember exactly how it goes he gets shot he gets shot in the face um, the guy does yeah the main, the, <laughs> what the main guy get, what the fuck the main guy Jesus. gets shot in the face the prisoner gets shot in the face Andy at this point are you just like am I the only one who was watching this fucking thing <laughs> holy know. shit 
Right, so the prisoner yeah, gets I'm... shot in the face, right? And he rolls for about 30 seconds down a hill. And he lands at the bottom and she comes running over. She's bereft, crying. Oh, she's got really bad fake glycerin tears. Mm-hmm. And she cuts her hand. Yes, okay, I'm with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, I remember, yeah, I remember this part. To yeah, reanimate yeah. him. And in between, in betwixt this stuff, he has this... Presumably a flashback on the edge of life and death uh, about what's brought them to this situation. Yes. So is he okay. a vampire too? <laughs> who the, uh, who the well, fuck Well, remember, knows? I, I'm, I'm, I've not installed vampire. I prefer God, if I'm honest. I think, I think they are. There's some sort of, yeah, good and evil. They're like... Demigods. Uh, demigods. That's, that's what I was looking for. Happy with that. Yeah, but you, you see the, the events that lead up to his demise and a little bit more fleshed out and the fact that she was actually there for all this and she has a part to play as well and presumably she's 500 years old and well, she's a reincarnation. I was going to say, crucially, I think that we understand that this is a battle that has gone on and spanned multiple generations and hundreds and hundreds of years. Like Highlander. And, yeah, like Highlander. Yes, yes. And I mean, you know, again, like the, this plot point to me was something really cool i was like that's interesting go <laughs> yeah. on i mean i thought it was kind of cool that kind of like obviously because you were, we've watched a lot of action and a lot of martial arts and a lot of stuff at this point and i think it is kind of cool that it kind of gear shifts into this thing that is at least trying to be a little bit more cerebral and a little bit kind of more story driven at this point yeah i think it's important that we get a little bit of that because up until this point it has been kind of rudderless chaos <laughs> yes yeah, I yeah. mean, I think that's fair. <laughs> so, obviously, after we have this flashback to 10th century Japan, I believe, our hero, the prisoner, wakes up in full possession of the knowledge of his history and the reincarnation and so on, and we are pulling in towards the final standoff. But, I mean, this is incredible, but it's so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah. it's starting to feel its length a little bit. Like, the final the final battle here is incredible in terms of... Oh, production value-wise, it's there's some great sequences. I mean, they're they're jumping off trees. They're, they're doing some really, like, crouching tiger, hidden dragon fight scenes. Yeah, and we've already said the choreography is incredible. The wire work's amazing. This film pisses with a cock bigger than it's got. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing... Given what is obviously kind of relatively limited resources it's doing some pretty incredible things visually yeah and this this is uh this is the same director that did midnight meat train right yeah and uh downrange yeah i was gonna talk about this and also like no one lives which i absolutely love for some reason (laughs) (laughs) we're we're luke evans yeah i love that film yeah uh but yeah like um obviously like kind of went on like a lot of the kind of super graphic and super kind of gory or kind of injury detail stuff kind of carried on into that when he started making things of a a little bit bigger scale but it's really cool to see it here kind of like when they were obviously doing something with a smaller pop yeah i think this is like his second feature i think this was a second feature it was supposed to be a sequel to his first movie but then they ended up doing something else yeah no i think think you're right no i think that um this was originally conceived as being a sequel to his first film and then eventually i think that uh at some point during the writing process they kind of divorced it from that and just kind of wrote it as a standalone new thing well they bandied around a sequel to this for quite a long time as well and i think that's why they left the ending quite ambiguous Uh um in the hope that they could come back and do a sequel to that i would watch the living (laughs) hell out of a dystopian futuristic sequel to this <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's that's my jam that's exact that's my sweet spot right there <laughs> like that's it's like all i want i mean after this long fight scene the good uh defeats the baddie and we end up he gets the girl we do a flashback or flash forward flash forward 99 years no less and uh it's a dystopian future and another standoff and this time <laughs> 
they switch places where the baddie's good and the good is bad. Yeah, and Mitch, you were extremely confused because everybody was bald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, except for the good and bad guy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty clearly your mark. But yeah, like, um, you're right, though. I mean, like, good ultimately defeats evil. And then we have this uh, this flash forward that kind of plays around with your allegiances a little bit. And uh, they kind of set up for a standoff, yet another standoff. And at that point, we cut the credits. <laughs> and I would 100% watch a continuation of this. Yeah, you're not done with the versus universe, Mitch, no? No, I, I, I like uh, the universes. Um, I, uh, yeah, I would, I would watch that. I mean, like, yeah, get, give me this shot through with a Johnny Mnemonic vibe. And um, yeah, uh, take my money. <laughs> um, and I mean, at this point, I mean, I kind of feel like there are multiple levels of this that we could dig into. But well, I'm going to touch on a couple of things that made me laugh hysterically. Okay. Just quickly. Okay. Okay. Um, before we hit to the before we hit the concluding <laughs> comments, go for it. You know the guy with the one hand who Gustavo just learned as the. the, the <laughs> as I still the, can't the believe of, that just happened live. One of the, the agent guys. There's a bit he's trying to fight, and every time he punches someone with his stump, he kind of winces and goes, oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that made me laugh an awful lot. And then when the little <laughs> monkey guy gets shot into a million pieces with the big 50 cal, ca- uh, the big 50 cal gun as well. Uh, also good, yeah. That was very, very funny. Uh, yeah, there's loads of little moments where I laughed and I clapped. I had completely forgotten almost everything, and it was... <laughs> about this film and i was so glad to kind of see it with fresh-ish eyes it was a hoot i mean gustavo yeah this was my first watch of this and um i mean like i say i mean you you suggested it and i could kind of tell from the tone of your conversation that when you locked onto it you were like you really want to do this it's not an easy movie to talk about no and i think but i think the kind of like skirting around the kind of real meat of the thing is maybe the best way to talk about it and kind of dealing with it in the kind of abstract like we have is maybe the best way to talk about it i mean this is an incredibly enjoyable film, I think, in terms of both yes. like story, but also from a kind of technical perspective, um, in terms of the way the action scenes unfold and stuff like that. I mean, I think that like it's really easy to enjoy on multiple levels, but it's very hard to describe the most rewarding ways that you can enjoy it, I think, without just encouraging people to just go and watch it. Or just to get stoned and watch it. Sure. Also that, apparently. That? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good drinking movie too, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a great to sit around with your, your buds and, and have a couple of beers and, and just watch something insane. I it's feel like, like there's a drinking game in there as it's well. It's one of those films that you could put on at any party, right? You don't need the sound. Oh, yeah. Right? You don't need the sound for this. You could go out the room and any time you come back into the room, there's something fucking mental happening. <laughs> And something mental that doesn't necessarily require a particular amount of explanation. You know, you'll be able to follow it on to the next thing. Well, you're not going to get the, ex- the, the explanation even if you want it, for the mostly. I mean, that is also true, I guess. Um, Gustavo, this was a hell of a choice. I mean, I think that um, of all the things that we kind of skirted around and we kind of of all the options that you suggested, I think that this was probably the right call. I'm really, really excited to hear what our listeners think of this. I think that it's the kind of thing that um, a lot of the people who get in touch regularly are going to really enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. No, I thought it was really cool. Really cool, and um, I took very little selling on this. I would say. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. Again, this was one. Sometimes Mitch, there's a film suggested, and uh, I know that I'd say ninety percent of the films that are suggested you've never seen. That's yeah, that's correct. And this again was one that I was like, this could go one of two ways. Mitch is either going to love this or he's going to fucking hate it. <laughs> so it's nice to know that you liked it. Yeah, but when, when Gustavo, when you were like, when you said, can we do Versus, uh, it has Yakuza and heavy metal samurai and uh, zombies. And I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's the best way to 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 sell the movie. I mean, that's what it is. So like when I talk to people about it, I'm like, "Have you seen Versus?" and they're like, "No, what is that?" And I'm like, "Heavy metal, yakuza, zombies, blood everywhere." And they're like, uh, "Yeah, you can stop. I'm good. I'm ready. I will watch this." Yep, I'm in. <laughs> I ordered it on Amazon while we were talking. <laughs> uh, no, I would say I mean like a like a great call, and I would just say that um everyone who kind of dips into the kind of films that we tend to talk about in the show we'll get something out of it i think it's a good call oh, yeah. Gustavo, before we finish up let's talk a little bit about you and what's going on do you want to give us a little bit of an update on what you've been working on lately i am currently working on an, a couple scripts i'm doing a movie with xyz who's just done you know like uh mandy we've done uh the raid Great company, great bunch of guys mm-hmm. working yeah, on just, them with a the project. Just Mandy in the raid. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Um, doing a couple movies with them. Been working with them for the last year, developing one that uh, I was doing with Paramount, and, and we, we're, we're going to make it independently now. Between that and, and uh, you know, skateboarding a bunch, that's kind of what I'm doing. And how's that going? I've seen you've picked up a few injuries lately, Gustavo. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, coming off the, the tail end of uh, a broken ankle. Um, so that's it's healing up I'm actually going to go skate after this excellent good good (laughs) my skating days are long behind me but I I don't I really don't miss the scabs and the the cracks and the bruising and the... oh, it's my life <laughs> <laughs> film wise it sounds like there's a few things going on that you can't really say too much about yet where can people keep up with you social media wise uh when you can kind of maybe get into a little bit more detail about these things my instagram is what i post most on and uh that's el gustavo cooper or at El Gustavo Cooper, the trades, I guess, Hollywood Reporter, all that stuff. Like we should be denouncing something pretty soon. So um, it's kind of where you guys can hear stuff. I, and like, yeah, I really can't talk about much. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. You no, know, that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> understood. No, no, understood. I, yeah, I understand the nature of these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah let's wait and see. Gustavo, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This has been a blast, and it was a crazy <laughs> film choice, but one that I think ultimately just about worked out for the best. Awesome. Glad to hear that. So I'm not going to lie, going into that, I had some reservations. Right, what were they? Uh, That I was not going to be able to sustain a conversation about it because I had only a very flimsy grasp of what was going on. (laughs) Well, for the first time ever, I might have been the one with the uh, most in-depth knowledge of what was going on. I seemed to be the only one that was paying attention. You kept it linear. Oh, God forbid. Welcome to my world. Yeah, it it sucks in your world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird film. It is a weird film. I think partly some of it's style over substance but there's a lot of heart and it's obviously been made with like a lot of love yeah and i think that i mean like realistically it's not a perfect film it is a little bit bloated it probably is a little long yeah. judicious editing required 100 percent. but i mean i think that i can't wait to hear what uh the listeners think of this one because i think that so many people who get in touch on a regular basis on the show are gonna have a great time with it yeah yeah and, and it is a thoroughly entertaining film. It's just a wee bit baggy for me. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. But over and above anything else, big thank you to El Gustavo Cooper for joining us this week to talk Versus. What a lovely guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely amazing. Sounds like he's got some really cool stuff on the horizon as well, so be sure to get him followed. Yeah, very exciting. And I guess we're just about done for another one. However, we're never gone for long. <laughs> no, I'm not. In fact, I can tell you this much exclusively. Yes. We'll be back on Monday. Oh, my God. Boom.
We will, of course, be back on Monday with another mini-sode for your ears. We'll be doing all the usual stuff. We'll be talking about what we've been watching. Uh, you can find out how I've been surviving in the aftermath of the Shockwaves 100, slashing the sweet relief of not doing the Shockwaves 100 <laughs> anymore. Um, I haven't done my 10 yet, though. I will do that. Uh, you better do that. 100% Just I will. Promises have been made. You have my word. Sure. Oh, yeah, and I can continue badgering you for the first instalment of Ask the Bothans. <laughs> On top of that, of course, we will be taking a look at your feedback and playing Mitch's Bitches and letting you know what's going on next week. Got some cool stuff in the works? We do, yeah. I'm just thinking about boffins. Here, stick with me. Look, just, 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 just. We know some boffins. Like, we could reach out to, like, Dr. Lauren McIntyre. Uh huh. I'm sure Boffin. Dr. Stephen DiGennaro would be happy to hear from us again. Yeah, I think that he might step in as a, as a boffin. See, look, we've got boffins coming at the <laughs> wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. however yeah, pull it Lenny on Mitch oh yeah I'm gonna have to I guess <laughs> I guess one of us fucking has to if you want to get in touch with us between now and then we would of course love to hear from you and there's loads of ways that you can do that Facebook and Instagram are strong language violent scenes you can tweet us as well at strong violent PC and you can email longer considerations Mitch's pitches poster suggestions musical includes and much much more to strong language violent scenes at gmail.com Yep, and check out our website, strongviolentpod.com, where you can find a non-exhaustive list of podcast providers where you can listen to us. Our entire back catalogue, Mitch, that's 184 episodes as of this episode. Fucking hell. That's preposterous. It's a wild time. Yeah, fucking hell. T-Public's there as well. T-Public links are there. Yeah, you can go and have a look at our t-shirts. We still haven't uploaded those potentially sticky legal ones. Yeah, I think that, I think that our original plan was just showing you the image, just because... We probably would get sued if we did it, but also we think it's funny and we want the credit for thinking that it's funny. And, of course, you can find out information about live shows as and when they are announced. Yeah, stay with us on that one. We keep on saying it's like, fingers are coming. They honestly are. They absolutely are. We're in the, the, the late stages of finalizing stuff for that. And don't forget, however you're listening to us on whatever platform, it would be greatly appreciated if you would drop us a like, a subscribe, a review a rating some whatever it is yeah some stars things like that ideally five i mean you do you but five um all those things are fine no other numbers exist no other numbers exist just five but yeah unless it's out of 10 in which case it's 10 but uh <laughs> yeah no i mean uh i mean it really does make a difference it does it does it helps boost our profile and expose us to new listeners it if you does. think that's a good idea yeah <laughs> I mean, like it feels like a risky venture i mean we just did an episode on versus yeah, look sure. how that turned out <laughs> We will be back on Monday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. <laughs>